Welcome to the Marketing Trust Podcast. I am your host, Adam Buchanan. I believe trust must exist before a transaction can take place. I give marketers the tools they need to infuse more trust in their marketing to help grow their business. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode six of the Marketing Trust Podcast. I am your host, Adam Buchanan, coming to you from Salt Lake City, Utah. Just got back from social media marketing world in sunny San Diego. It was a beautiful, beautiful weather. I really enjoyed it and enjoyed the company there. Social Media Examiner does a very, very good job putting on that event. There were over 4,100 folks at the conference Got to meet with a lot of great people and just meet with a lot of, you know, wonderful marketers. People have been in the industry a very long time. Anyway, got to see a lot of new friends, make some new ones. couple things coming out of social media marketing world that I saw and noticed really what's happening in the industry right now in marketing. There is so much noise out there. Tons and tons and tons of noise so many ads coming out, so many different influencer marketing partnerships. And the truth is there's information everywhere and there's noise everywhere. Facebook knows this. So many other platforms know this and they're doing their best to create a good experience for their user. But the problem is brands keep pushing out more and more content and a lot of times it's not the best. So trust is going to be very, very important. Heard that many, many times in a lot of different sessions, which is exciting for me because that's what this podcast is all about. It's about creating trust. And actually, this episode is what I'll be talking about as well of the formula of marketing trust. Before we get into that, I am excited to be in uh, meeting with IBM next week in Las Vegas, be there for a couple days during their Think 2018 event. I'm a partner of IBM along with partnership with Convince and Convert, a consulting agency around social media content and marketing run by my good friend Jay Bear. Excited to go there, bring you live updates. Make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore Buchanan. It's going to be an awesome event, learning a lot about automation, AI, and how that ties back to marketing. IBM has a product called Watson Marketing, Really excited to learn more about their customer experience analytics. I'm actually going to be interviewing an organization called Schubert. They put out a lot of ticket sales for Broadway. And so they've actually employed Watson Marketing to talk about how that has improved the experience for their consumer. And I'll be interviewing them on video next week, along with meeting with a lot of other folks at IBM, which I'm really, really excited for. Before we dive into our episode, this is the segment called Trusted Brand. This is a brand where I feel like they're doing a good job at trust, and it actually relates back to the episode that we'll be diving in today. This was a tweet reshared by my friend from Canada, Chris McMullen. Really good guy. Make sure to follow him at C-M-I-K-U-L-I-N. I'll add that to the show notes. Chris is a... Uh, Good guy to follow about marketing and social and all things like that. He reshared this tweet and it really kind of stopped me in my tracks. This was during the Olympics when the women's hockey final was on and Netflix Canada tweeted this out and it says, I don't know much about sports, but I do know that if you're watching Netflix tonight instead of the women's hockey final, you're not doing quote unquote being a Canadian right. 
It's over 2,600 retweets. And they even followed up with a tweet that says, yes, I am well aware that this is a tweet about not watching Netflix, but I'm not a monster. So awesome. I loved this message that came out, especially from a brand such as, such as Netflix. And think about the state of, of this because Netflix is in the content business. They're in the streaming business. And here they are advocating for you to watch the Olympics, which is not provided on Netflix. And, you know, that's really critical because it just shows how honest they are. It shows that, hey, we're real. We're being real with you. We know you're not going to watch this on Netflix, and that's okay. Because something as big as the Olympics, especially with the women's hockey final against U.S., it's it was just so spot on and things that I really feel strong about that this is building trust with their audience because people look at that and they say, yeah, of course I'm not watching Netflix. Of course I'm watching the Olympics right now, which I just absolutely loved. And so if you're ever in a situation where you're thinking, how do I look outside my echo chamber? How do I look outside of, of my little world and look at what my audience is interested in? This is a fantastic example of that. So I'll make sure to include that in the show notes for your reference. The thing I want to talk about today are the three elements that build marketing trust with your audience. And the three are proximity, honesty, and expertise. So the great thing about social media is it's given us this chance to open up a whole new lever of interaction with your audience. So proximity really is having a strong connection with who you're connected to. And at a basic level for a brand, this is answering emails, phone calls, you know, when people contact you. This is answering people who reach out to you on social media. This is giving them a sense of access. This is giving them a sense of connection. And so proximity is a really key element with building trust because we trust who we're connected to. One time I wanted to prove a point about proximity and influencer marketing. And so I sent a tweet to Tiger Woods and I said, hey, I'm getting you know, more involved in golf, which was not true. I have never really played golf. Um, but I said, if, you know, if I want to get into golf, I'm getting into golf. What, uh, is a set of golf clubs that I should be looking into if I'm just getting started. And I sent this to him on Twitter, Tiger Woods, and he did not respond. Now, I don't think it's because, you know, he doesn't like me. Um, but he's got such a massive reach. It's hard for him to have a close proximity with those that follow him. However, if I find someone who has a lot less reach, maybe one of my friends who all they talk about is golf, but they only have maybe you know 2,000 followers on Instagram, there's a better chance that they are going to respond to my question if I ask something about golf or what to buy. Brands need to understand that when they get really big, and you may not be big, you may be kind of small or, or small business, and that's fine. But as you get bigger, make sure to continue to keep that proximity close. Because you can't say that you're not growing or your content's not reaching people or you're not succeeding in content marketing if you're not responding 
to people who are reaching out to you. So make sure to have those resources in place. This is something I help my clients with all the time, making sure people feel that proximity. At an intermediate level, this isn't just answering people and answering their questions, but truly finding out what their needs are to help them. So I see this with airlines a lot on Twitter where someone will say, hey, my flight was delayed. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really upset. Uh, an okay airline will respond and say, oh, we're really sorry about that. Uh, we apologize. You know, the, these things happen. Other airlines that do a really good job will say, what gate are you at? What, what flight are you trying to catch? Where are you trying to go? How can we help you? We have people on the ground that can help you. And, you know, we're here for you. You know, they take that extra step to really understand what the needs are, not just I miss my connection flight. Obviously, I still need to go somewhere. I'm not just complaining to complain. I'm actually sharing a valid concern with you, and I'm trying to get to another location. So you see that a lot in the airline industry, and, they, and, and good airlines will figure out what they truly need. They'll take it offline. They'll, they'll private message them, and, and that's how they build a meaningful relationship with people. You can too. I mean, if, if someone writes you on, on social media and sends you a really nice love letter, says, oh my gosh, I love your sandwich shop. It's the best. You know, I recommend it to all my friends. Instead of just saying, oh, cool, thanks. Thumbs up. Awesome. Dig a little bit. Like, find out what did you like about it. We really appreciate that feedback. But dig deeper. You know, this is someone who likes you. This is someone who's saying, hey, I'm raising my hand and I'm letting you know I exist. You've got to respond and think about something deeper than, cool, thanks. That's awesome. And I see a lot of people do that. And they're kind of checking that box. Well, you know, I'm going to acknowledge them. I'm going to let them know I'm here. But you've got to go deeper. So think about that at an intermediate level. And then at an advanced level, giving people access. So proximity means access. And, and that's what social media does for us. Social media has done so much for us in the last 10 years that, you know, things like Facebook Live, Twitter chats, even just being able to reach out to a CEO and them responding on a social media platform just did not exist, you know, 15 years ago. The T-Mobile CEO does this really well. He is active on Twitter. He's messaging people. He does a Facebook Live cooking show where he interacts with customers. This is such a good example of proximity because they are taking time to say, hey, you can have access to me. Let's, let's have a connection. Let's ha actually have a conversation. I think one of my favorite quotes in the industry of, of marketing is, you know, less, you know, more social, less media. So think about that for your business. Think about how you can actually have a one-on-one -on -one conversation and, and don't take that for granted. I think a lot of times we think, oh, you know, I've got my Facebook page or I've got my email list or, or whatever it is. This is a way that you can have a conversation. So don't just ignore that. Remember that people are on social media, connect with each other. Social media didn't come about so that people could stay connected with brands. That's just something brands saw an opportunity and they're like, great, we're going to get active on here because this is another way we can reach people because the billboards aren't working. So remember that. Remember that if you're using social media, keep it social, not so much heavy on the media side. 
The second element of marketing trust in this formula is honesty. You know, similar to the Netflix tweet that I shared earlier about the hockey game during the Olympics, it's important to see what's going on around in the world and not just share constant updates about your brand. Be thoughtful about what's happening. Be, be sensitive to what's happening. Pull your head out of the sand and get out of your own echo chamber. People don't care if you're offering free shipping. People don't care if you're offering another promotion. If you buy one, uh, get one 50% off. Be honest. Be thoughtful of what are the messages that you're sharing and, and do people actually care? The other side of being honest is just absolutely being honest. Do what you're going to say. I see a lot of brands who will accept negative feedback from a customer and they'll say, oh, thanks for sharing that feedback. We'll make sure to keep that in mind. What does keep in mind actually mean? Are you logging that feedback? Are you actually going to incorporate that into your company? Truthfully, we are at a time where you cannot ignore feedback. You cannot say, yes, we'll keep that in mind and just brush it under your messages rug and say, well, I, I answered that tweet, so I'm good to go. I, ch I checked the box. We have to integrate this customer feedback. We have to listen to people. Right now, I'm actually recording this in my closet because I've heard that when you record a, a podcast in a closet, it, it cuts down a lot on echoing and creates a better noise. So if you're liking what you hear and this is better sound, please drop me an email at adam at adamcbuchanan.com and say, sound is good, exclamation point, or whatever you want to say. The reason why I'm doing this, the reason why I'm standing here in my closet is because in the early episodes of this podcast, people said, man, your sound sounds a little weird. I am taking your feedback. I am standing in my closet and, and trying to make this sound a little bit better. We have to do that in our companies. We have to take that feedback. We cannot take it personal. We have to understand that, hey, this is business. Uh, another example of this was at Columbia Sportswear. We had a lot of feedback come in when I was doing social media for them. A lot of people would say, hey, this doesn't fit right. Fit was one of the biggest challenges that Columbia faced. And we had an influencer marketing program. It was called Omni 10. And it was 10 bloggers that we invited to come to certain events, try out product, certain things like that. And I remember one of the events we had, the CMO, we had a few designers, we had the CEO, we had pretty stout lineup of leadership at this event. And these these individuals, these influencers and bloggers and content creators were there and they said to their face, they said, your pants don't fit right. Like, look at this. And they were showing them examples and they were talking about the cut and they were talking about the feel. Not a few months later, we were able to take that feedback and actually incorporate it in the product. And now Columbia Sportswear actually has some of the best fitting apparel uh, because they took that feedback. They took other consumer feedback in, into practice. And I love that. I, I think that's being honest. That's being honest in business, doing what you say you're going to do. The third element of marketing trust is expertise. You have to believe something. You have to believe that your brand, you as a company, are the best at what you do. The reason you're in business is because you are an expert. I don't care what you make. I don't care what you provide. 
whatever it is, there is some level of expertise that exists in you. This is the key to this formula because it fills a gap that a customer has in their life. When you share this expertise, people can experience it, they can understand it, and they will trust you for it. They look at you and think, I would have never been able to accomplish this without you. Or at least they should if you're doing your job right. One of my clients is Hydroflask. They make a vacuum-sealed metal bottle. And this bottle can actually keep water cold for up to 24 hours or water hot for up to 12 hours. They are experts in building these water bottles. This is what they do. This is what they build. This is what they have experts in their mad scientist back room working on all day. So that is their expertise. And as they share this message with their audience, with consumers, it helps fill a gap that people have. Especially in their audience, they have a very active audience, people who like to hike, bike, ski, or active outside. And for someone who enjoys the outdoors, having a drink of fresh, cold water hours after hiking in the hot sun is very refreshing, as you can imagine. I was actually in Moab, Utah last year with my family. Moab is in southern Utah. When you, when you think of all the sandstone and the arches and, and the beautiful landscapes, that, that's Moab. So when you think of that in Utah or if you have friends on Instagram uh, visiting all the beautiful sandstone, as generally in the Moab or Canyonlands area. I was with my family and we were four-wheeling all day in about 90-degree weather. And I had my hydro flask and I had ice in it with, with water. And hours into the day, my kids were drinking out of this bottle and it was so cold and refreshing. And they're like, Dad, it's so hot out here. How, how do you have such cold water? And it's, you know, it's because of their technology and what they've done. Truth be told, I do not contain the skills that it would take to accomplish this task of keeping water cold for that long. But Hydroflask does. That is their expertise. And that's why they are in business. So think about what you're an expert in. Think about what your business brings to the table. What gap is it filling? Because the reason I bring this up is because in marketing, we think we have to do all these different things to attract people to our brand that don't necessarily support our brand. For example, you know, a lot of brands that I see, they, they want to do giveaways. They want to grow their lists. They want to drive awareness. But oftentimes, this doesn't really drive a message of what they do. When you look at a lot of different brands and you take what they're offering away from the equation, but they're all doing giveaways. It's like, you see all these brands that are just giving away trips to Hawaii. You know, consumers aren't walking around the street saying, man, I really like this brand because they're giving away a trip to Hawaii. I'm not going to win the trip, but you know, that's really cool. And I trust them for it. No, no one says that. People are a lot more in tune. Again, going back to proximity, social media has allowed this massive gateway to open up of people being able to be tied in with brands, have conversations with them. What people actually say is this brand developed a pretty incredible product and I want to share it with my friends. Focus on sharing what you're an expert in and that is what is going to increase trust with others. You may not see a massive amount of awareness at first. You may not see all this massive reach. 
But those that do listen are the people you want to be talking to and not just getting a bunch of emails from people who want a free thing. So that wraps up my three elements of what makes up marketing trust. Again, that is proximity, that is honesty, and that is expertise. All right, now we are moving to the segment called Trust Topics. This is a chance for you to send me questions about all things marketing and business. You can do that by sending me an email, adam at adamcbuchanan.com. Put the subject line as Trust Topics. Let me know what your questions are. You can get featured on upcoming episode. Lately, I've been getting a lot of questions about Facebook groups, and this one comes from Becca. She says, why are they beneficial, and how can I use them for my business? Facebook groups, if you don't know what they are, these are groups on Facebook that are centered around a group or community of people that all have a like-minded interest. These are great because similar to an email newsletter, they are an opt-in, meaning you kind of raise your hand and you say, hey, I want to join this group because it's about something that I feel strong about. You know, a lot of people think, wow, you know, these are people just like me that I can connect with. And the great thing, too, is it's not just around a certain location. It's all over the world. And so this also filters out all the other stuff that we see on the Internet or on Facebook that doesn't really relate to what we're interested in. And so groups really make a better use of our time. It, it makes it more intentional. It makes it more purpose, purposeful. Also, Mark Zuckerberg announced in January of this year that content from groups will actually is going to be seen a whole lot more in the Facebook newsfeed because there's a higher chance people will see that content, engage with it, and stay on Facebook, which is truly what Mark Zuckerberg cares about. And this is going to take precedence over other content like random ads or um, content from brands where brands are trying to get a lot of attention that may come off a little gimmicky or be offering random giveaways. The truth is people want to connect with others. They don't just want to be advertised to. And so when you think about your Facebook strategy or, or whatever content you're putting out there in digital marketing, you have to think, you know, is this coming off like an ad? Because truthfully, that's what people don't want to see. So it really goes back to trust. And that's what groups are so beneficial with because People join these groups with like-minded interests. They, they opt in. And, and the way that brands can approach this is by giving their audience special access to the brand. So if you're a brand you're thinking of starting a group, think about how you can build trust with this group, invite your audience to be part of it. And a couple different ways to do this that I've seen done have a couple people from your team, not just the marketing folks, but maybe it's someone on your design team, a founder, or whoever else that you can have access to. And once a month, offer a Facebook Live to this group. Answer their questions. Take questions from the audience. Give them sneak peeks to what you're working on. Focus on the expertise component of your brand. Share them what products are coming. Share them how you feel about the industry. And truthfully, this is going to go a lot farther than random giveaways and gimmicky ads. Well, that does it for Trust Topics and for this episode, all about the formula of marketing trust. Thank you so much for joining. If you want to be part of a Facebook group, uh, we have one for the, the podcast. You can search Marketing Trust Podcast on Facebook and join like-minded business owners and marketers such as yourself. Go there, introduce yourself, and let us know what you're working on.
Thank you again for downloading this episode. This has been episode six of the Marketing Trust Podcast. Please subscribe and please leave a rating and a review when it is safe to do so, not when you're driving your car. Um, But thank you for listening. It really means a lot. And if you ever have any questions, drop me a line at adam at adamcbuchanan.com. Talk to you later. This has been another episode of the Marketing Trust Podcast, where I help you infuse more trust with your customers to help grow your business. I'm Adam Buchanan, and I want to thank you for listening.